Alright, sick. Looks like we're going here. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the Edison Club on episode number four of the podcast, taking place on Sunday tonight. Uh, for those of you that have watched the content uploaded earlier today, you know that we traveled to Smithfield, North Carolina yesterday for a cash tournament, and uh, we ended up doing pretty good. We had Justin finishing in uh, third place, made top four, and then we had Ty that ended up finishing in top eight. So we're kind of going to do a recap today, talk about some of our matchup, talk about our deck. We also have uh, Cole, who was not there, but was there in spirit, so he can comment sure. um, as he pleases. He's got his uh, imaginary pom-poms out for us. And we're going to see if Austin can make it. He's got a little bit of a situation going on. He might be on towards the middle or the end of the podcast. So we'll go in order from uh, winners to losers, so that puts me in last place. So Justin, if you want to go first, how was your tournament experience yesterday? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, I didn't feel like playing, honestly, I didn't feel like playing Hero um, all week long. I was testing on Dueling Book all week, and I wasn't getting the best results. Um, and I can blame it on the algorithm, because I think you can all see that it's crap on there. But um, I just wasn't pleased with the results of that, uh, how I was playing the deck, I guess. And um, I know I sat down with you for the majority of the week, and he's working on different texts and everything. And, uh, you know, against what we thought the meta would be at the event, um, what we thought the matchups would be. I know we played some matches, took out some things, added some things. And to be honest, when I woke up yesterday, I wasn't really feeling the deck at all. Um, it wasn't until I got to the, like, to the venue that I actually had my first match that I was like, okay, I think we got something here. I think we took up something pretty good. Um, so I know that we talked earlier in the week that one of my weaknesses I thought would be a soft hero, and that turned out to probably be my easiest match of the day, um, outside of like, uh, my round four, which I'll talk about that when we get there. But, um, so round one, I played against Frog Hero Monarch. Uh, it's like the new variant that's been up in the, in the format recently. I guess you guys have heard about it, right? Yeah. They play like malicious. They play like, um... Evil Hero, Malicious Edge, things like that. Um, so I went up against it 2-1. Um, um, the game that I lost, I just didn't see any monsters. The game I won, I actually hit him with uh, Chain Disappearance, which is a really nice tech. Um, I banished all his Treeborn Frogs. So his recurability um, for the Frog Engine was pretty much dead. So he really didn't have anything to tribute for Monarch. And I think I actually won that game. Um, he tributed a Special Summon Swap Frog for a Malicious Edge. And I hit him with Neos Alias with a Skyscraper in the field because he only had a couple hundred left for game. And when I say that card was MVP of the day, it was MVP of the day. So um, round one, uh, two one to Frogs. Uh, round two, I played against Zombie Hero. Um, I played him uh, two one. Um, he sort of like killed himself in game three. He, um, I had attacked with my only monster on board. Uh, it was like main phase two. I hit him with like heavy storm or something or MSP or spark or something. And he like activated return from the different dimension. He paid like 2000 my points or, you know, and he special back his monsters just for them to banish at the end phase, which like didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I do like that just costed you the game. I didn't tell him that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's what really won me that game. Um, zombie really isn't a horrible matchup, um, though, but, um, Round three, I played against uh, Hydro Pump, who was playing Dragons. Uh, game one, he bricked pretty hard. I don't think it's on his draw engine. Um, so after a couple turns, we went to game two. Uh, game two, uh, Future Fusion, open and turn, card destruction. Uh, we'll go to game three. Uh, game three in that round, um, I had him down to 1,500 life points. I had 8,000, hadn't taken any damage. Um, he hit me with the Lightning Vortex, and he had like two blue eyes, a Rise Darkness Metal on the field, and the Prime Material. And it's just crazy how much damage that board, like, he pumped out in one turn. Uh, so that was GG there. Um, that was a really fun game. I um, really enjoyed playing against him. He's, you know, he's probably the best Edison player uh, currently. Uh, round four, I played against Wood, actually. Uh, Christy was sworn. He breaks really, really bad. It, uh, it was nothing he could have done. I uh, looked at his hands. He breaks, like, his charge, solar recharge. Uh, he... He, uh, he, like, milled, like, a royal decree. Like, his mills in both games are just so bad. Um, 
two Odom there in round five, uh, two one Glads. Um, going back now, Glads is probably my hardest matchup of the day outside of Dragons. Like, there's only so much you can do against like a Lightning Vortex and a Swarm, you know, like a board that's full of Dragons. But like, Glads is probably like the most nail biting match that I had, just because it's like a battle of traps, like literally. Um, and I had, I had trouble getting over Hopplemas, believe it or not. Um, like. Skyscraper does nothing. Um, the only thing I could have got over it with was honest. Um, that was a really good matchup, though. It's just, like, game three, I was able to, like, keep up in card advantage. And so, like, his he was top-decking. And I'm, I guess, Cole, you probably know, like, top-decking in Glads probably probably isn't good. No, you have to do, like, rescue cap pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't even see that in any of the games. So, um, I'm sure he was on it, though. Um, and then we went to top eight and top eight. I played against the same zombie hero dude that I played, uh, round two. Um, this funny interaction that Boyd pointed out was, bro, bro, was but, but let me, let me uh, preface this by saying that my anxiety was through the roof at this okay. point. <laughs> listen, listen, me and him were passing turns so quick. He had spirit reaper on the field. I had like no, no spark. I had like no blast. And for, for some reason I didn't read. And I kept thinking Spirit Reaper could only be destroyed if he was targeted by, like, a Stellar Trap. And I had a Miracle Fusion with, like, an Earth Target in my hand the whole time. I could have hit Gaia, targeted the Reaper, destroyed the Reaper, and, like, push for game. And I didn't. And so we went back and forth for, like, 10 turns it had to be. And I ended up just having, like, 15 cards in hand, you know, like, five cards on the field. And ended up still winning somehow. But um, I'm not going to forget that interaction later. And then um, in top four... Um, I was going to play against uh, Machina Gadgets, but uh, the two guys that were on the team were going to be facing each other, so they decided we were going to split top four, which I was okay with because we had a we had a pretty long drive back home. So overall, um, yesterday renewed my love for the deck. Um, I know I was talking to you, Boyd. I don't want to give it away over the podcast because certain reasons, but there are a couple of changes that we're going to be making, and I've actually. I made those changes on Dueling Book. I've been playing that today, and I, I really do like those. So um, that's my tournament experience. Um, really good. I wish the wing places open up afterwards and could us. Other than that, it was a pretty <laughs> solid night. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so takes care of Justin. Ty, you want to tell us all about your tournament experience? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, like... Uh, I don't know how many of the viewers like are like here from like my channel, like the from like back in the day. Like no, like I played Black Wings during like the original Edison, and like it was just only right that I picked up Black Wings again during uh, this time around. So uh, going into round one, I play against uh, I play against zombies, and like game game one, I uh, I end up losing just because. I in, uh, I ended up taking a risk that I shouldn't have because like my hand was kind of awkward because I had uh, three Kalutes, I had a Greffer on board, I had a Greffer on board, a Bore in hand, and uh, a Brain Control and Torrential in hand as well. I summoned uh, I summoned the Bore, Brain, con uh, Brain Control, his Goblin Zombie, uh, Wind Blast his set. It was a set D prison. And then I just I was calculating everything up. It was going to be eighty seven hundred, but he had gores and uh, he had gores and trag, and I was just like, uh. <laughs> and then game two, uh, game two, D, uh, deck Devi, and uh, uh, deck Devi his field for three, hitting uh, hitting tomato singing and pyramid turtle, and just ended up uh, like wiping him out from that, uh, wiping him out from there. And then game three. Um, double, uh, double Icarus and his board just got, uh, got me there. Uh, round two, I played against, uh, a, 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 a zombie, uh, it's like a zombie hero dude as well. I think it was the same zombie dude, uh, zombie hero dude you played against Boyd. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. He was, he was really cool. Oh yeah, for sure. For I think sure. His name, sure his uh, name was Preston. It's hard to forget that name. I, yeah, I think, I think it was Preston. Um, but game, uh. Game one didn't take that long. Um, we, uh, I ended, I ended game one pretty quickly. Uh, game two, like he just, he just, like I didn't really have much. Like my, like my cards really reliant on him 
having cards and he ended up uh, storming me. I was like, well, man, there's nothing I could do about that. And he just ended up OTK in game two. Game three, I really shouldn't have, I, I shouldn't have won, but oppression won it for me. My hand was blizzard, blizzard, Kalute, Kalute, uh, Veyu, oppression, and I drew uh, a third Kalute. And then I just... I, I just summoned the I summoned the value said the pressure pass. I was like, well, if he gets through this pressure, uh, if he gets through this pressure, I'll just collude make value twenty two hundred. <laughs> but uh, he summons Diva and uh, I expect I just chain impression and, and he, like he had no response to that. And then I just kept and I summoned uh, next turn I summoned the Blizzard and just kept doing the Blizzard value poke until he and then it got to a point he set one back row. And I summoned Dark Refer, and he play, uh, he saw him judgment it, and then I just swung with Blizzard and dropped Clued on it for game because he was at twenty four. He, he, he was at forty nine hundred, and the judgment dropped him down to forty. Uh, dropped him down to twenty four fifty, and then the Blizzard Clued combo was his game. Yeah. Um, round three, I played against. What did I play against? I played against uh, Hero Beat. And it like game uh, game one, the guy just he like he just out advantages me like to no end. Um, game two, um, I had dust shooted. I had dust shooted him earlier in the uh, earlier in the game, uh, early on uh, at the start of his turn, and I took his Stratos, and I just all I left him left him with was Alias and four traps and it was like deep uh, it was deep prison it was double deep prison um hero blast no no here it was uh double deep prison what else was it i cannot remember the other two back row but um i summoned shura and i swung i swung into his alias and for some, I don't know why he didn't activate either of the two D prison, but I swung in, dropped Kalu, the alias died, and then I brought uh, I summoned out Gale. Uh, uh, what's it called? Then next I just synchroed into Black Rose and just nuked his field, set a torrential and passed, and then uh, uh, then he ends up scooping after that because he's just he's in top deck mode. Now I feel like. I feel like hero hero beat like is probably in the same boat with glads in that scenario. Like you don't, you really don't want to be top decking. Like you're, I think I feel, I feel like your, your best top deck is miracle fusion. Yeah. I would say, I guess at least in hero beat, you do have like a top deck that could get you back into a game. Yeah. But it's still, I, not mean, I ideal. think I, I feel like, like miracle never, fusion like would fall into this. I feel like miracle fusion would fall into like that same category of like glads, like top deck and cap. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, not a uh, predicament you want yourself to be in. Right. Mm -hmm. um, game three, I ended up, uh, uh, I ended up black rosing him again, and uh, nuking his entire board, and then just he, uh, then I ended, uh, after that, I, uh, I had summoned a blizzard, hit, and like he was just in top deck mode, and I was like summoned blizzard, and, uh, brought back brought back a bora. Synchro, uh, synchro in the Brynac just kept pitching cards to put uh to put his monster back and just kept put, uh kept swinging into him for twenty three until he was dead. Um, round four, I played against Hydro Pump and just got completely annihilated. <laughs> like apps, like like I just I could not get anything to stick. My hands were very awkward. I just. I, I could not get anything going, man. Um, now he he toed me with quickness. Um, that was my first loss of the day. And then round uh, round five, I played like I played Blackwing Mirror, and this was my easiest match all day, just because I know I know the deck inside and out. Um, the guy like I, I, there was a lot. There was a lot of plays. Like the, the guy I was playing against made like a lot of questionable plays. I didn't like, and then one uh, one thing that 
was a, to my advantage he didn't know about. He didn't know Sirocco pumped for the entire board. Yeah, yeah, that's and, insane. Yeah, and that that won me game uh, won me game one and won me game two, and then we go into top cut, and I play against Mocking the Gadget, and I get like this is still like haunting me, like to the to, like at this very moment is haunting me, like this guy like he was re- like he was really good he played the deck really well, it like. I'm. I don't know if it's just from where I'm just used to just scraping this deck, like when I'm playtesting. But this, like, with well, this dude, man, he was playing Fishers and Smashing Grounds at three, <laughs> and just I could not get a single monster to stick at all. Like, I like it would stick for the for my turn, and at the like as soon as he started his turn, it'd be gone. Yeah, it just be absolutely gone. And then, like I, I lost that one too. Oh, and that was that was the uh, that was the end of me in, uh, for the uh, for the tournament. <laughs> and but all in all, like as far as my deck goes, like my main deck, I feel like was I feel like it was pretty. I feel like it performed pretty pretty well. My my most underwhelming card probably out of my main deck was probably book of moon. I, I just like, I, I just really never used it. Like or got like it was in, never, I was never really in the opportunity to where I could use it or I just never saw it. Yeah. Which was, which is weird. Cause I, cause I play three of it, but, um, what card was that time? Book of moon. Okay. Uh, wind blast was MVP. Like Windblast, shout Mike, shout to you, man. Like that card was MVP all day. Yeah. So, Ooh. like, if you haven't, if you didn't watch the uh, vlog from earlier, basically, uh, what I ended up telling Ty was like, every time you search off Black Whirlwind, I feel like your probability of winning just goes up higher and higher. But when like you're summoning Blizzard into Whirlwind and just searching values that don't do anything. You know, it's still a plus, but it's it's not like a real plus. It's like what you would call like fake like card advantage. But when you combine that with like Phoenix Wing Windblast, being able to just search free fodder for Windblast towards like a, a real card you can actually use is just so good. So I'm really happy that that ended up working out well for you. Right. It like it was it was just the it was just the right card that I needed because like I would, like. Because it was one of those cards, because I was looking through cards, trying to figure out what was, like, because I needed out to Consecrated Light, because Consecrated Light is pretty much in everybody's side deck at this point in time. And, like, Torrential helps. Icarus can help at times. But I only feel like, I feel like Icarus now is only, is only good against bad people. Right. Most like, of the time, like they're just gonna like, a good a, a good play a good player or a, at least a halfway decent player is gonna know how to play is gonna is no is gonna know how to play against uh, around Icarus attack. Yeah, or they're they're going to play in a way that's gonna force you to have to Icarus your own card. Exactly. But um, as far as that's really like the main deck, I'm really you know I'm happy with. Oh, there's a couple changes, uh, a couple things I'm gonna test out. Uh, just to see if I like like another style better. I'm gonna try the pure build to see if I like that better or not. But other and like you know side like the extra deck was fine. Um, the side deck, the MVP card out of the side was probably deck dev. Um, like deck dev and oppression, the most underwhelming card that. Well, I didn't, I didn't even have a chance to even use this card. Was Chalice? Like, yeah. it, like in theory, yeah, it's in theory, yeah. Like, like when me and you were talking about it, uh, earlier last week, um, yeah, Chalice, like Chalice is great for like Ryko and Snowman and Hamster and stuff like that. But like, it just I like there was this the decks I played against. I just really didn't need. I did, I I didn't really need it. Yeah. I guess it, I guess I wouldn't say it's the a not like the most 
I wouldn't say underwhelming. I guess the better phrase would be like just didn't just non-used card out of my side. Most non-used card out of my side. I think that when it comes to like the cards like Deck Devi, like so with Edison, it's hard to tell what the meta really is. Like you know, they say Black Wings is like the most popular deck, and then we go to an event like this, and you see like what three people playing it. Yeah. So yeah. When you start a card like Deck Devi, um. Like, it, it, it's hard to make a side deck for events like this now because there's so many playable decks and you only have 15, you know, spots to choose from that the, the deck that Deck Debbie is good against, like, in my opinion, like, fairies, like, recruiter fairies, you know? Um, yeah. People just don't play those. So, like, it's it, that does happen quite often where, like, yeah, you think his cards will be a blowout and you never really get to play because those decks just don't show up. That's true. So, like, I noticed, I saw you playing it against the dragons, and I guess the, the idea behind it was to hit their normal summons so they wouldn't have anything to banish for darkness metal. Right. That, like, yeah. that was my that was my thinking going into it, because, like, like, looking at my side, like, really, the only things I had to really side against them is, like, skill, like I sided in two skill drain, my, uh, my second oppression, and the deck that that's really all I had that was going to be like high impact as far as anything else. Like something, something crazy about dragons I noticed too is like that they have so many draw engines in their deck that they're just going to draw until they find the out that they need. Um, so like the best plan against dragons is is what traps. I mean, what's not here to really answer, but like you want you want a bottomless or darkness metal, you want a solemn or darkness metal or whatever. But right. when they draw into their heavy storm, or they draw into mystical space typhoon or lightning vortex, like they're going to see, like they're, they're going to go through seventy five percent of their deck by turn two. Yeah, so it's hard to side against that deck. I mean, I can't, I can't fault you for that matchup, and I lost myself. Um, but I think that's something that going forward, it's definitely something to take into consideration. Like how how are we going to out decks like this? Because that deck was it was so quick. Yeah, it, it really it really was like once it got going, it just felt like there was like if you like once it got going, it felt like it just couldn't be stopped. The yeah. deck feels like Dragon Link of Edison. It format. really does. It it's does. So Except, fast. Like, uh, Edison, their, their board doesn't end on a Nibiru token, so like it's <laughs> worse. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Very true. Okay, Ty, you have anything else to say about your day yesterday? Um. I mean, all in all, I, I, it, I feel like I really needed yesterday because, like, uh, from where I haven't got to play much, like, paper Yu-Gi-Oh, like, at all, like, it, like, yesterday was, I feel like was really needed for me, like, on a mental level, just to re help me revitalize, like, my love for just Yu-Gi-Oh in general. Like, I, like, as far as modern goes, I'm, I, I don't want nothing to do with modern, but, um, like Ed, like Edison wise like yeah like my like my passion to like you know start playing more tournaments and stuff like that like it's, that's been revitalized and I I feel like for me mentally yesterday was uh, was very much needed and it was my birthday weekend too so getting yeah. so getting top eight felt pretty good too yeah that's always a good feeling okay so on a heavier note um, my tournament experience yesterday was. Uh, it was definitely something. So I chose to play the uh, Christia Sworn deck, and round one I had to play Austin in the Christia Sworn Mirror, which is just, it is so bad because, like, the, the Light Sworn Mirror, the pure Light Sworn Mirror is already awful. Like, if your opponent goes first and draws charge or recharge, you are just not winning. Like, unless they just miss on the mills and hit all spells, you are not winning. Um, so that matchup is really dependent on who sees spells. And in this matchup, you almost like have to hold your orange light so that you can orange light their orange light. So right. that was, that was a really scary match. We ended up going to game three, game two. I got him down to no cards. Uh, the only card in his whole deck he could draw to win was his one of judgment dragon that he had left. Cause he milled one earlier and like a true light sworn duelist, he did draw Judgment Dragon, nuke the board, and kill me. Uh, I ended up winning against him in game three. Um, 
you know, so that's always nice when it starts out, you know, you win, but I ended up playing against um, Bernard, uh, shouts to him in round two, the gadget guy, and I just didn't have a chance from the moment the game started. Um, he, he is such a cool dude, that guy really, he, uh, he knows his gadget deck, I'll tell you, because he, uh, he beat me game one. Game two, I sided in Thunder Kings. I thought that, you know, Thunder King was a good call, which I think it is a good call because, like, uh, it puts them on having to have an out. He did have Book of Moon uh, on top of having multiple traps and multiple DD Crows. So sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And um, could you... Uh, let's see. Could, Ty, could you mute your mic? I'm getting a lot of, like, background noise from you. It's either you or Justin or Cole, I guess. Yeah, hang on one second. Yeah, you're good. Sorry, guys. I just now, like, really started to hear it. I guess he had, like, a TV on or something in the background. All right. Sorry about that. How's that? No, yeah, yeah, you're good. I just, I heard, I thought you were like watching cops or something. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but in round three, I'm pretty sure it's when I played against zombies, which I'm pretty sure is the guy in the chat, Chug, because he said he enjoyed his matches with Justin, long live the Spirit Reaper. Pretty sure that was him. Um, I managed to win game one pretty quickly, uh, resolving Christia early. And then I got hit with, uh, I'm pretty sure it was game three. Uh, I got hit with uh, a very, all right, sweet. So it, it is Chug. So uh, thanks for tuning in with us, Chug. Uh, he hit me with a Pyramid Turtle Attack Lila, take damage, uh, trigger Trigodia. And that was just such a weird predicament for me. Because I was like, do I orange light this Trag? Do I orange light this Pyramid Turtle? So I ended up orange lighting the Turtle and the Trag still killed Lila, so I think that was definitely wrong. I don't know if I should have orange-lighted either one of those or not. But that's uh, that's a hard matchup for me just because, like, no one at our locals uh, plays D.Va Hero or, like, you know, any of the D.Va variants like that. Like, it's a lot of Welly Dad, but I think the D.Va deck is just way more explosive. So that's a match I really need to practice because I feel like that's a match I misplay in a lot. Um it was a good game. He was a really cool guy. I really enjoyed that game. And the rest of the day kind of just went very similar. Um, but uh, I ended up playing against the hero guy that you played against. And I don't think that guy literally played any trap cards. <laughs> if he did, he never drew them. Like, he never set back row um, in game one. So it was weird. I, like, wanted to put in back row removal but didn't want to put in back row removal. Uh, we ended up going to game three and light sworn's weird because like you lose your win condition when you drop below a thousand so he got me down to 900 and it was so weird because he he tried to summon gores by accident while he had a set card so the whole rest of that game i knew i had to play around gores like it was just unfortunate that you know he revealed that but i got into a situation where i'm at 800 i have judgment dragon he has a blank board so i can't attack because then he just crashes with the gores token and kills me because normally it's not a problem. You hit for three, then nuke main phase two, and it's fine. But I was like, well, I'm going to pass. I don't know if he can get over Judgment Dragon. Uh, and I was going to try to, you know, to hold out to try to draw Orange Light to answer the Gores. And uh, on his turn, he ended up... Uh, I'm pretty sure he, like, stacked for Plague Spreader. Uh, Miracle fusioned into Absolute Zero, and then Tribute summoned Gores. And then blew up JD and killed me. So, that's kind of how my day went. But uh, I Yikes. I really like the Christia Sworn deck. I think that a lot of stuff, my losses were just my own fault. Like, I don't look back on anything and say, wow, I just, you know, I couldn't play that game. I never, you know, drew anything. There was a game where I drew double Christia, double JD, and actually ended up winning that game. So that was the worst hand I had all day. But uh, I think that I definitely did not side correctly. I think that I got the siding patterns wrong. Uh, and I think that correcting that is going to help because I do plan on playing the deck for the long term uh, because I really like Light Sworn. And there's no way that I think I could go back to regular Light Sworn because of how good this deck is. It just, it's like this deck has Christia, Soul Pyridine Light, and Orange Light. And like Pure Light Sworn's like, mm, I drew one card off Garoth. Sweet. 
Like, <laughs> so I think I'm going to stick to this for a while. Um, I really, I really did enjoy the deck. So we're going to keep testing, get ready for the PS5 event next month, and hopefully get some games in against Diva Hero. Chug, if you, uh, if you ever want to play online on Dueling Book, get some games in on against Diva Hero. I could definitely use it. So, um, so I think Wood's tournament experience was very similar uh, to mine. Um, I think that Wood missed on his mills a lot, which is weird because the deck only plays nine spells. The deck is 31 monsters, so he milled a lot of spells. And that, like, the probability of that happening is so small. So I think that was just a bad day for him. He, uh, he accidentally left his extra deck at home uh, before we even got there. So we had to rush around, try to find him an armory arm. He was missing some some things. He didn't have Flamble or Quasis. So he ended up having to play Guy and Knight. Um, but, but, uh, I mean, I think he did good for what he had. Uh, it was just, that's a stressful way to start off your day, not having your extra deck, having to play a friend round one. But, uh, I mean, it was a blast. Like, for me, I don't always have to, like, do, you know, outstandingly well. It's like, I got to meet uh chug here which i'm pretty sure his name's cody got to meet him got to meet hydro pump frog slicer all these really cool guys i mean it was so cool to see like the edison community is like so much more welcoming than the modern community is uh and the pro players for edison are like so much more open to helping the community get better and building the community so it was really nice uh to see those guys come out and uh just hang out with them and play some games and yeah, I mean, the store was really nice. It's probably the the best ran tournament I've ever been to for Yu-Gi-Oh! They started when they said they would, and every round was one right after the other. So, I mean, I kind of thought before we went, we wouldn't even be leaving until 9 o'clock. And when we got done at, like, 5.36, I was, like, ecstatic. So, shout-outs to Big Boy Gaming. They uh, they really know what they're doing there. I agree. I, I, was, I, was, very, I was very impressed with how well they... Um, they ran their uh, their entire tournament schedule. They like they you know they were very tight knit about the whole thing, and you know just they didn't BS around. Yeah, yeah, they got stuff done. So um, yeah, that was our tournament experience yesterday. Um, like I said, Cole was Cole was there in spirit. Cole, you have anything to add? I mean, obviously you weren't there, but how do you feel about uh, obviously Justin's deck profile was uploaded earlier. What do you think about yeah. some of the choices that we made for his deck? I thought it was really interesting. I need to test here a bit more, but I know I had like Starlight Rose and Solemn Judgments in my deck. I don't think you, you didn't play either one of those, did you? No. And and to be honest with you, I didn't know. I forgot that I didn't play Solemn until it was pointed out to me. Uh, <laughs> but Starlight Road, I, to me, Starlight Road does nothing against like an unknown matchup. Mm -hmm. um, outside of Heavy Storm, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like, if they're playing Light Storm, sure, you know, or are they are they playing Glad, sure. But in an unknown matchup, if I'm playing against Frogs and they're summoning Kaias and hitting one card at a time, or yeah. you know, something like that, like to me, I would rather have a card that does more, like Yada, thins out the deck, gets to your power cards quicker, um, just keeps you ahead in card advantage, mm -hmm. and. Bring in Starlight Road for the side. Okay, like, well, um, I played Glads round one. I know they're going to get, you know, try to guard me. So I definitely need Starlight Road here. Or I played mm -hmm. against a Lightstorm player, and what if they JD me, or what if they hit me with Celeste and, you know, hit me with two or something like that. So um, even having, I don't think I'd even play one in the main because to me, like, in the late game, when I've already exhausted through a lot of my trap cards, mm -hmm. um, I just don't think I don't think the card's a good game one. Um, Solemn, yeah, I probably should have played Solemn. Um, looking into it, um, I would probably take out a Yada uh, for a Solemn. Mm -hmm. But that was my reasoning for that. And same thing for Torrential. I took out Torrential too. I put Heavy Storm in the main. Um, I just wanted to play more traps that could chain two like Mystical Space type through Heavy Storm and things like that. Yeah. We also, we kind of talked about it when we were building the deck, like, not always, but a lot of the time, players respect those cards against trap decks anyway, so, like, a lot of times, like, you'll see, like, Glad Beast players 
Like in a trap matchup where they're unsure of the sets, they should always Gazaras for one. Same thing with <coughs> Celestia, should always like pop one. Uh, Double X Saber Hunley should always pop one to avoid, you know, getting hit with Road. Um, so that was something else we kind of went off of. Uh, and then also we didn't, we chose not to main deck Heavy Storm or like the, uh, the Snowman Eaters. We kind of just went for, uh, you know, all real cards, uh, tried to make the deck consistent. And, uh, I think it ended up working out for Justin. Obviously he, uh, he put his own spin on things, uh, as he should. It was his deck. He chose to put in like the Beast Kings and chose to pick, uh, King Tiger Wenghu, Joe Exotic, um, over Fossadina, which ended up being really good for him. Uh, I was really happy that he ended up playing that card, actually. Yeah, I only, only played the one Beast King, and it was more so just as another Earth target because mm -hmm. I didn't want to main King Tiger um, as, like, you know, Barbaros does work with Skill Drain. So um, I did play the one. I definitely like it better than playing two. And of course, we talked about some future changes that we're going to be making to that. So yeah, I don't want to spoil that right now, but I'm very pleased with the deck. Um, I don't really think I would change anything per se, except what we talked about. But um, I think I think there are some matches or games that I, I could have played better for sure. Um, like I, I know that at one point I had World Oppression face up and try to you know Starlight Road a heavy storm, um, hoping that they would. Forgive that I had a pressure face up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, of course, Hydro Pump's not going to forget something like that, but um, just some things like what if I would have played the, you know, held off on the oppression? Because I, what I did was I oppressioned a instant fusion, and what I should have done was let that resolve, let him synchro summon with whatever he was going to synchro summon with, and then um, maybe hit oppression on that um, to sort of save it to where what if I could have activated Starlight Road? before having oppression, you know? So mm -hmm. just, um, I could have played better instead of jumping the gun on things like that. So I would, I would go back and change that. Yeah. Obviously, you know, like even the best of players are still going to make small mistakes like that. Like there's probably never going to be a level you get to where you just simply just don't mess up. Um, yeah. and, uh, that happened a couple times yesterday. I'm not going to say who, but I did watch some some of the better players actually like you know miss lethal or uh, play into something yesterday, and that kind of is a good feeling, you know. Like you don't ever need to just beat yourself up and say that you know I want to be like one of these guys that doesn't mess up because it's just human nature to mess up or make a mistake every now and again, and it happens to everyone. Yeah, I think right. that's a big takeaway for people too, not to get like too down because I know it's like a game of skill, but it is also partly luck based too. So yeah. Yeah, I've had, like, tournament experiences where I go home and really beat myself up. But, um, you know, like, no matter how good you are in testing, you can just always make a dumb rookie mistake, and it happens. We see it on Konami streams. We see the pro players use uh, tier element effects twice in the same turn. It happens to the best right. of us, so. I think one, I think one thing, uh, I, I know this is something i i struggle with like a lot like i get tunnel vision really bad when it comes to when i'm like when i'm setting like plays up and i i'll for, like i'll miss and like i'll miss lethal simply because i forgot to switch a monster to defense or something like that and i'll be focused on like my other cards i'm like putting on the board on another side and i'll forget about a sure i forgot to switch to attack mode yeah <laughs> that happened to me yesterday thankfully i didn't get punished but Basically, my last round I played was, which was pretty much just for fun anyway at this point, was against Blackwing, and I was at 1600, and he had one set card, no cards in hand. Well, I thought, well, this set card has to be Veyu, more than likely, and he had Sirocco in his graveyard, so I went for a Goyo Guardian line, I attacked, took the Veyu. I'm like, okay, sweet. Now he can't use that to summon Armed Wing. Um, what I didn't even think about until I passed was the fact that this Veyu is sitting here with zero defense, in defense position, with me at 1600. So, like, I should have just either made Brio and just bounced it, or I probably should have made the Flamville or Quasus and just punched for 21 Pierce, because, like, you know, what's he going to do? Ram Armwing and crash into my Urquizus while I still have JD on the following turn. Um, so that was something I, I got tunnel vision on as well. Like, I was so focused on, like, 
this 2300 vanilla armed wing, which cannot answer Goyo Guardian and cannot answer uh, Judgment Dragon, um, you know, I was just so convinced that that was the right play. And it ended up working out, but it definitely wasn't the right play because if he had drawn Bora, then it definitely would have ended differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody mentioned something good in the live chat here. He said, IRL Yu-Gi-Oh! puts more pressure to go for game. Reads your body language differently versus online, which is just cards on a screen. And that's so true. Like, you can get a lot of um, information just on how your opponent's acting. I know sometimes it's easy for me to telegraph what I have. And uh, that's something I'm working on, too. Because when I play online... Every time my opponent activates an effect or they attack, I always hit the think button, like, no matter what I have. Like, so they have to respect, do you have orange light, do you have honest, whatever. And in real life, I try to sometimes, I'll almost speed play through that and be like, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. When, I guess it's like the modern game has given me PTSD because of time rules. So I'm used yeah. to having to play, you know, go, 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 Power Ranger, fast as you can go. And it's just not the case for this, so... That's something I'm working on as well, too. So, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that piece of advice there, uh, Cody or Chug Twenty Six. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's something like I've had to like work on as well. Like as far as like because because like the time rules are different for Edison. Like it like that's something I've had to like train my brain to remember. Cause, like. Anytime I'm sitting down, I'm just like, if my opponent's taking, taking a good while, I'm just like, oh god, like I, I, I'm still like traumatized yes. from from advanced format, from like from like I don't know how many times I've lost in time, just because my opponent's taking like a million uh, million turns to put five monsters on the board. Yeah, but that's something it, that really keeps me like wanting to only commit to Edison format. It's just because like you're never going to get screwed on time. Right. Like, and I understand, like, you know, we don't have to rant about it. I understand why the time rules for modern format are how they are, because people taking an hour to play out, you know, five turns. But um, we haven't had that problem in Edison, I think because the game is still just so slow. um, Yeah. That that isn't really an issue. Like, I think yesterday, I think we went into time like 12 minutes uh, past the end of the round. So that's really not too bad. No, that's not bad. Okay, so we're at the 42-minute mark. We have about 18 minutes left tonight. Um, what do you guys want to talk about the last 18 minutes? Any Anything in particular? Um, I, I have something. Okay. Um, so, like, I, I know for, like, a little, uh, for a little while, it, like, I, rem- I remember uh, Fraser talking about this on uh, his podcast, like, during uh during like a little bit last year like it like where blackwing was like you know kind of just like being like being like the more dominant deck and then it like it started to get stale then like before the format like the format started to shift like what uh with these different shifts in the game like what are y'all's like what decks do y'all think are just gonna like are going to be like just like the next decks to just do do really well in like the in like the foreseeable future like i'll be i'll be honest with you i think that i think wood and void just had a bad day yesterday like boy like i don't think your deck is a fault for anything i don't think you're a fault for anything i think that like the combination of bad meals and you know, various things like that. I still think that Christia's sword is probably outside of Blackwing. Like, if not just as good, if not better. Um, that deck has such a high ceiling of power. Um, you have two ball sponsors that are incredibly hard to get over. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's a little bit RNG, but I, I do think that, like, if you took that deck now, back to 2010, like, you, you would have won the, the Turn and Jump Championship. Like, no joke. Like that deck is just so over, and I, that's that's probably you know true with a lot of decks that uh, like are modern Edison. Um, it's crazy how much the formats are different, but I think that deck and I think that the new Frog Hero Monarch deck are two very new powerful decks in the format. 
Yeah, I agree too. Um, that that brings um, a good topic to surface here. Uh, something I talked to Justin about a while back was like I would love for them to replay top eight of SJC Edison with modern Edison and just see who ends up winning. Granted, I don't even know if all of those guys still play Yu-Gi-Oh. But when you go back to like EdisonFormat.com and look at the top eight decks as compared to like the top eight decks topping in Edison now, it's crazy like how underdeveloped the format was at that time. Right. Um, I have one little hot take about if if like because I I know me and you talked about that as well. My my little hot take with that, I do not feel like if if Edison was if SJC Edison top eight or top sixteen was replayed. And like it like by like going by to like today's standards of Edison, I honestly do not believe quick draw wins. Yeah, I think that. So I really like the volcanic quick draw deck, um, mm-hmm. which was about to be. I was about to mention that deck because Justin was talking about the Christia Light Sworn deck. Volcanic quick draw has so many answers for the Christia Light Sworn deck in the form of Blaze Accelerator. Searching Blaze Accelerator to pop Christia and just always handing outs to Christia is so strong. Um, but I agree with what Ty said. I don't think that Quick Draw would win um, if that was replayed. Yeah, I think I kind of agree too. And to add on to Blaze Accelerator, kind of just outset cards too, like Raiko and Hamster and Floaters, yeah. like Pyramid Turtle and Tomato. Yeah. It just it's just a main deck searchable option that gets rid of a lot of problem cards that a lot of decks don't have. Yeah, I think if if um, the resources that we have now existed back then, that top cut would have been significantly different. So like you'd be crazy to say that there wasn't talent in the top cut. I mean, because you had people like Jeff Jones, you had people like Billy Brake and um, uh, Jerry Wang, and what's that guy's name? Uh, Jarrell Pro Winston. So they were good. There was good talent there uh, existing within the top cut, but I think it would be a lot different today just because the resources we have. And I think that the mentality we have toward the game is much different now. Oh, yeah. I think, I think we have like a different mindset. If you like looked at back then, people like saw a group of cards kind of like we used the word staple a lot back then. I feel like yeah. and people don't use it as much now just because of like the theory of how different decks work in different ways and just how you all were talking uh, about the hero beat deck earlier like alluding to different choices like not playing starlight road or heavy storm and stuff like that yeah. how much the game has evolved right yeah there was it's actually like, oh sorry ty go ahead oh um my bad uh i was just gonna i was gonna point out one thing like uh just like to add on to what cole was just saying um it like talking about like where like a lot of cards back in the day got like like looped into like what we, what we called staples, like Mirror Force being one of them. Uh, and Mirror Force here lately has has been on the on the decline. I feel like in a lot of people's decks, I didn't play Mirror Force at all. And like I, I uh, in the tournament yesterday, and I like I can honestly say I didn't miss it. Yeah, Justin, did we play? We cut Mirror uh, Force too, right? Yeah, we cut Mirror Force. Yeah, I, no, gonna, I don't play like, it in my glad list either. Yeah, I feel like I feel like when I got Mirror Force, I just. I, I never want to mirror force one monster. You know what I mean? You just like, want to use D-Prison and just get rid of the problem entirely. Yeah, so I never, like, mirror force. I'm never able to use it to its max type capability. Like, yeah, I want to get rid of, like, two or three monsters. I don't want to get rid of um, just one monster. Like you said, I think D-Prison is, like, the best, probably the best, like, battle trap in the game. Yeah. Um, hands down, and it, it works just so much better. Plus... Like, I'm not going to, I don't want to lose to the people who are main decking Starlight Road in their decks, you know? Um, and it goes back to, like, I'm still, it goes back to that podcast Frazier had, like, by not playing it, I'm still playing it, right? Yeah. So, I never thought about it yesterday, but those guys never saw Mirror Force or anything or kept my grave. So, they still think I'm playing Mirror Force. There was one game where a guy said his, def- like, Monsters in Defense mode except one. And it like probably saved me the game because it took less damage because he was playing around Mirror Force. Yeah. Um, so it's it's little things like that that uh, by by not playing it you are playing it. So, um, uh, and like I said, I'd rather just play something more reactive. My Mirror Force isn't doing me any good if it gets MST. If it gets 
hit with a heavy storm or anything like that, hit with a Kaya. So, yeah, I, I took it out. Yeah, one interesting thing I'd like to add to that is, like, when you see decline and stuff like that, like Nero Forest, you also see, like, an uprising cards that are good against Deepers and, like, Thought Roller Archfiend. And then there'll exactly. be another shift for cards that are good against Thought Rollers because it could be Mirror Forest. And so you'll see kind of, like, a, a twisting and turning of the meta, you know? That's how that's how things shape and shift. Yeah, we're kind of, like, running around in, like, a never-ending circle, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. Like, I like how this format changes like that instead of, like, the modern game. The way it changes is like this week I'm playing the best deck. Next week the best deck is still playing like the same core, but the staples are like just entirely different. So I think it's too much to keep up with for me personally. So like, right. Cole, I know you play goat format sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know this isn't a goat podcast, but you know, so like that format is okay to hit an air force on one card because yeah. more often than not they're playing cards like Don Zalug. Um, they're playing like cards like um, oh goodness, Kaiku the Ghost Destroyer, to where like mm. if you let that attack go through, you're losing more than just a mirror force, you know? Yeah, you're so, losing like your BLS yeah. or Chaos Force, right? You you don't have those cards outside of like Spirit Reaper and Edison that um, you just couldn't take care of with like Deep Prison outside of Thought Ruler. Um, and more often than not, they're going to be reading that you have mirror force, so they're going to go into a Stardust Dragon. So mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of those plays more often in Edison. Um, but that's not to say it's a bad card. I just don't I just don't think it's like it's right in the deck that I'm playing. Yeah, I think we're too advanced in like our knowledge of the game and like all of our resources to like have it be as good of a card as Deep Prison, for the most part. Not in all situations, but Yeah. There was a cool interaction yesterday where like I really needed to have my alias in grave. Um for a spark so I could get over a Hopalmus. And so I purposely, like, he had another Glad on field. I forget what it was. And I purposely, like, kept two in attack mode to switch the rest of defense so I could, like, just get my Neos engraved through Mirror Force and able to pop the Hopalmus. And, um, like, um, yeah, so that there's instances where, like, it's good when the other person's playing it, but I, I wouldn't play it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't think it's the worst card you could play. I think that we're kind of just at a point where there's some better options. But uh, it's definitely a card. It's like Heavy Storm, Torrential Tribute. You know, you're, you're always watching out for it. Mm-hmm. Right. I do like Phoenix Queen Windblast, though. I noticed that um, outside of Ty, like the Frog decks are heavy on it, too. Yeah. Because um, they pitch like their Treeborns and things like that. Um, and there was a couple games where I got hit in the uh, Frog match with a. Uh, um, with the Phoenix Blue Moon Blast, and they put, like, an Eos back on top. Yeah. And I just hated it so much because I knew that I was drawing, like, a vanilla next turn, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess, too, if you think about it, like, your, um... In some cases, your Legacy of Yanagarasu can kind of help mitigate that trade. Yeah, and it, it did. It did yeah. in a couple games. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, I'd rather use that Legacy to draw into a new card, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad that card seen a lot of play. Um, because, like, it gets around, like, my body as a shield. Not that that card's played a whole lot. I did see somebody playing. I think Hydropump played it. Um, but it gets around cards like that. Um, yeah. And it does set your opponent back a turn. If you're playing Vayu, like Ty is, it just it adds more fuel to your graveyard and actually helps you plus more. So it's a good card. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Well, we have about six and some odd minutes, six and a few seconds left. So uh, six minutes and a few seconds left. I'm sorry. Uh, it's been a long day. Um, so, if you don't already know, at the end of next month, um, we are having a Collector's Rare Stardust Dragon Tournament uh, on February 18th. Uh, this is going to be held at Easy Card Gaming in Greensboro. Uh, it's a $10 entry fee. Uh, I do believe you get two OTS packs for entering. Um, first place takes home a Collector's Rare Stardust Dragon that starts at 1 o'clock. That Saturday, February the 18th. So if you're in the area, you don't mind driving, definitely swing by, check it out. We need at least 10 people to fire it. Uh, I don't think there should be an issue firing it. But, um, no, it shouldn't um, be an issue at all. The weekend after that, uh, Justin, Cole, and myself, along with hopefully one other person, we're going to be going to Reading, Pennsylvania for a PS5 tournament. Uh, at, I do believe it's Unmatched Games or Unmatched Gaming. Uh, definitely check that out as well. Uh, we'll be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. We hope to get to talk to some people like uh, Fraser Smith. Been wanting to meet him and 
kind of interact with him a little bit. We're both uh, really big into his podcast. So that's what we have coming up next month. Um, and then we will kind of branch out from there, see what we can come up with for future Edison tournaments in the tri-state area. I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Blaine yesterday. He yes. went with us. Um, he got ninth place overall. He did really good, too. Um, oh, yeah, for playing sure. Playing Black Wings and somebody relatively new, not only to the format, but the game in general. Mm-hmm. I think he's only been playing for a couple of years off and on and uh, picked up Edison format, which, gosh, he probably was like, what, five years old when Edison was a thing? So, like, <laughs> I, um, I, Honestly, I think so. I, yeah. Like, I, 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 Mike, I don't know if you remember. I, I remember back when we were at the flea market and like Blaine, Blaine and his sister would come and they like, they were like really young. Yeah. I remember very little young Blaine coming to the flea market. So you probably are about right. I mean, he may have been a little older than that, but not yeah. much. But, um, nah, I, um, but he, he did really good. I know that he, he went three, two, um, but his win record, his tight tie breakers were really, really good. Yeah. And once so, again, his, one of his losses was to hydro pump. So yeah, he, he lost to Hydro Pump and then he lost to I don't remember his other loss. I do know that he beat two Black Wings and then I think he may have beat a like a hero player, a zombie player. I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think he did. Um, but I don't know what his other loss was to. But overall he did really good. Um and he acknowledged like some of the mistakes he made in a couple of his games, which is, you know, pretty cool because we all got to be accountable for like realizing that we misplayed, you know, here and there. And, um, just don't get down on yourself. Just, you know, pick back up, um, take what you learn and carry forward with it. But it, he, he really impressed me yesterday. Yeah. Me yeah too. Uh, Sorry, Ty, what were you saying? Go ahead. I was just going to say, I was, uh, thoroughly in, impressed with, uh, with Wayne and how, uh, and how he performed. I know game, I know, uh, Round one, I I could tell he was nervous, but it like I after you know after he got that one I, after he got that one done, I like he I could see he was feeling like a lot more confident about himself, and I like I loved seeing that. Yeah, yeah, me too. He uh, he's definitely on his way up. Um, I was really proud of him too. He did really good yesterday. Oh yeah, big shout out to that pizza place too. That pizza place is pretty bomb. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shouts shout out to, to you, Elizabeth Pizza. Yeah. Shout out to Elizabeth Pizza in uh, Greensboro. If you're looking for a sponsor, the Edison Club wants you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 57 minutes. We got two and a half minutes left. Um, yeah, I guess closing statements would be uh, thank you guys for uh, joining us tonight. Everyone that has watched, everyone's interacted in the uh, live chat. Uh, Cody primarily primarily was in there tonight. Glad that you were able to uh, hang out with us for this hour, Cody. It was really nice meeting you yesterday, hanging out with you. And uh, he also says be on the lookout for KFC. Um, been seeing more of that online since play. Let's see. Been seeing more online players playing it thanks to Carpath. Uh, I've actually been talking to Cole a little bit about KFC. Uh, I think he's a little interested in playing that deck. Uh, what is KFC? Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a chicken restaurant. <laughs> Cole, uh, do you want to take the last two minutes and explain what KFC is? So, Kuraz Field Spell Control. Kuraz Pops Gear Town and Yada U. Plus. Yep. And uh, Angel Gear Gadgetron Dragon is big. And it plays Titanial and Call of the Haunted becomes Pot of Greed. If you bring back Kuraz, Call of the Haunted is the, the best deck for Call of the Haunted, actually. And uh, I think I think it's a really cool like toolboxy deck that's not seen a whole lot too. Yeah, that deck can just outright like just out pressure you turn one. So like that deck can put up Gadgetron Dragon Titanial Dandy tokens on turn one. And there's like go ahead, and you just look at Yikes. your hand and you realize it can't beat that, and you just uh, hope hopefully you have something in your side deck for game two. <laughs> and then it can pop like Ancient uh, or Gear Town with Ancient Fairy Dragon, gain a thousand. And you get to summon Gadgetron too. <laughs> yeah, and you search another Gear Town, right? You, if you get the search, you don't get Gear Town that you destroyed's effect because it'll miss timing. But you oh. can just pop and gain a thousand and get Gear Town. It, it, whatever you want, depending. Oh, you might want to search Mausoleum or Black Garden. Yeah, I see. I see. Still, I mean, that's just a free thousand life and a free summon. 
Yeah. And then it pays for your mausoleum if you use it to summon something like Titanium or Gadgetron. That's true. That's true. That's nasty. Okay. Yeah. yeah really yeah. interesting interactions in the deck. It's really cool. Sweet. We'll be on the lookout for that. And uh, all right, guys, 10 seconds left. Uh, once again, thank you all for watching. And uh, this is Mike, uh, Justin, Cole, Austin, and Spirit, and our special guest, TYP336, signing out until next week. Take care, everyone.